Appalachia. Appalachia is a very distinct word, and everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Moreover, though, whether it's right or wrong, it stirs up images of everything from indescribable mountaintop beauty, deep forest, and cabins in the wood to trailer parks, meth heads, extreme prejudice, and xenophobia. The fact that one word can bring up such a huge response is an owed to its far-reaching influence in society. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet into the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains through the many years of their existence have lived through and witnessed what can only be described as horrendous, demeaning, and even downright unbelievable history as we are now learning every day is not exactly what we've been told and what was once thought to be nothing more than fairy tale is now coming to light as truth. I often hear references to the movie Deliverance or people making funny banjo sounds when describing the Appalachians. I, being born and raised in these mountains, know that nothing in fact could be more wrong or, in some cases, more right. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has been around longer than any place in the United States. In fact, far longer than the United States itself. We'll look into these mountains and learn about the good, the bad, and the ugly history that lies within them to this very day. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley, and this is Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Thanksgiving, my good friends. Thank you again for coming by the cabin here today. Thanksgiving originated as a harvest festival, and the centerpiece of Thanksgiving celebrations remains the Thanksgiving dinner. The dinner traditionally consists of foods and dishes that are indigenous to America, namely turkey, potatoes, stuffing, squash, corn, green beans, cranberries, and pumpkin pie. Oh, and one other thing I should mention about the lovely and gracious Mrs. Bentley. She uh, makes one called the Fall Pie. You need to check that one out. That there is uh, some good eating. Another Thanksgiving customs include charitable organizations offering Thanksgiving dinner for the poor, attending religious services, watching parades, and viewing football games. In American culture... Thanksgiving is regarded as the beginning of the fall-winter holiday season, which includes Christmas and New Year's. Thanksgiving has been celebrated nationally on and off since 1789 with a proclamation by President George Washington after a request by Congress. Its celebration was intermittent until President Abraham Lincoln in 1863 proclaimed a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwells in the heavens. 
to be celebrated on the last Thursday in November. On June 28, 1870, President Ulysses S. Grant signed into law the Holidays Act that made Thanksgiving a yearly appointed federal holiday in Washington, D.C. Then from 1942 onward, Thanksgiving, by act of Congress, signed into law by President Franklin Roosevelt, received a permanent observation date, the fourth Thursday in November. It then became no longer at the discretion of the president. Come on in, grab yourself a seat, and let me do something a little different than, and tell you a true Thanksgiving story that comes from Sarah Orne Jewett. It's a beautiful story, though I really can't find any more details on it than I'll share with you today. There was a sad heart in the low-storied, dark little house that stood humbly by the roadside under some tall elm trees. Small as her house was, old Mrs. Rob found it too large for herself alone. She only needed the kitchen and a tiny bedroom that led out of it, and there were still remained a best room and another bedroom. There had been a time after she was left alone when Mrs. Rob could help those who were poorer than herself. She was strong enough not only to do the work inside her house, but to work outside in her piece of garden ground. At last, sickness and age had come hand in hand, those two relentless enemies of the poor, and together they had finally claimed her strength and substance. She had always been looked up to by her neighbors as being independent, but now she was left lame-footed and lame-handed and with a debt to carry in her bare land and a house ill-provisioned to stand a seizure time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a while, she managed to get along pretty well, but at last it began to be whispered about that there was no use for anybody that proud. It was easier for the whole town to care for than a few neighbors, and Ms. Rob had better go to the old folks' home before winter and be done with it. At this terrible suggestion, her brave heart seemed to stand still. The people whom she'd cared for most happened to be poor, and she could no longer go into their houses and make herself of any use. The very elms overhead seemed to say, oh no, as they groaned in the late autumn wind, and there was something appealing even to the strange passerby in the look of the old gray house with Mrs. Rob's pale little worried little face sitting in the window. So poor Mary Ann Rob sat in her window that afternoon before Thanksgiving and felt herself poor and sorrowful indeed. Across the frozen road, she looked eastward over the great stretch of cold meadowland, brown and wind-whipped and crossed by icy ditches. It seemed to her as if before this, all the troubles that she had known and carried 
there had always been some hope and something to hold on to, as if she had never looked poverty full in the face and seen its cold, pitiless look before. She looked anxiously down the road with a horrible sinking dread at the thought of being asked out of pity, of course, to join in some Thanksgiving feast, but uh, there wasn't even anybody coming. Once she had been full of love for such days, but something chilled her very heart now. Her nearest neighbor had been foremost of those who wished her to go to the nursing home, and she had said more than once that it was the only sensible thing for her to do. John Mander was waiting impatiently to get her tiny farm into his own hands, and he had advanced some money on it in her extremity and pretended that there was still a debt after he cleared her wood lot to pay himself back. He would plow over the graves in the field corner and fell the great elms and waited like a spider for its poor prey. He often condemned her for being too generous and too worthless or too worthless people in the past and coming to be a burden to others now. Mrs. Robb now only wished that she could die in her own house and not suffer the pain of homelessness and dependence. It was just at sunset and as she looked out hopelessly across the gray fields that there was a sudden gleam of light far away in the low hills beyond. The clouds parted in the west and the let the sun shine through. The lovely gleam shot swift as an arrow and brightened as far cold hillside where it fell. And at the same moment, a sudden gleam of hope brightened in the winter landscape of her heart. She thought of Johnny Harris. He was a soldier's son, left an orphan and distressed. She remembered old John Mander scolded her, but he couldn't stand to see the poor little boy in need. She had kept him that year, the year after he got hurt, in spite of what anybody said, and Johnny helped her what little he could. He said that he was the only mother she'd ever known, or she was the only mother he'd ever known. She remembered him telling her that he was going out west and that he called her mother Rob. He told her that he wouldn't be coming back until he got rich, and he'd look at her and laugh, of course, after that. He wasn't one that liked to write. She didn't think that he was doing very well in the last she heard, and that was four years ago now. She'd always thought that if he got sick or something or, or anything, that she would have a good home for him to come back to. And there was poor Ezra Blake, the deaf one, who was there before Johnny. He wouldn't have any place to come home to either. I'll be right back. You're listening to Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend with Larry Bentley. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
The light faded outside, and again Mrs. Robb's trouble stood before her. Yet it wasn't so dark as it had been in her sad heart. She still sat by the window, hoping now, in spite of herself, instead of fearing, and a curious feeling of nearness and expectancy made her feel not so much lighthearted as maybe a little lightheaded. She felt as if something was going to happen. Maybe poor Johnny Harris was thinking about her at this very same time. That was if he was still alive. It was dark now, and there was tiny clicks against the window. It was beginning to snow, and the great elms creaked in the rising wind. A dead limb of one of the old trees had fallen that autumn, and poor firewood, as it might be, Miss Robb, it was hers, and she burned it most thankfully. There was only a small arm left, armful left, but at least she could have fire. She had a feeling that it just may be her last night at home, and with a strange recklessness beginning to fill the stove as she used to, to do in the better days. She thought, I'll, it'll get me good and warm tonight at least, and I'll go to bed early. It's coming on a storm. The snow clicked faster and faster against the window, and she sat alone in the dark. She thought that there's lots of folks I love, They'd be sorry I ain't got a nobody to come and no supper on the night before Thanksgiving. I'm dreadful glad they don't know. And she drew a little nearer to the fire and laid her head back drowsily in her old rocking chair. Seemed only a moment before there was a loud knocking and somebody lifted the latch of the door. The fire shone bright through the front of the stove and made a little light in the room, but Marianne Robb woke up frightened and bewildered. Who's there, she had called. As she found her crutch and slowly went to the door, she was only conscious of her one great fear at this time, thinking that they've finally come to take me to the old folks' home, and she burst into tears. There was a tall man, but it wasn't John Mander who seemed to fill the narrow doorway. Sit down, sir, she said. You'll have to give me a little time. If I'd known you'd come in, I'd, you know, you wouldn't have to be waiting so long on a stormy night. But it wasn't the keeper of the old folks' home. The man by the door took one step forward, put his arm around her, and kissed her cheek. What are you talking about, said John Harris. You ain't going to make me feel like a stranger, are you? I've come all the way from Dakota to spend Thanksgiving. There's all sorts of things out here in the wagon, and I brought a man to help me unload them. Well, don't cry, Mother Rob. I thought you'd have a great laugh if I came and surprised you. Don't you remember I always said I'd come back? It was sure enough, John Harris, the poor elderly lady, couldn't even speak. She felt now as if her heart was going to break with joy. He left her in the rocking chair and came and went in his boyish way bringing in the store of gifts and provisions. They must cook the beef steak for supper tonight, right away. They must find the pound of tea among all of the other bundles, and they must get food fires started in both the cold bedrooms. My mother Rob didn't seem to be ready for company 
from out west. The great cheerful feller hurried about the tiny house and the little old woman limped after him, forgetting everything but hospitality. She had kept a house for John to come back to. Her old chairs and tables were still in their places and he remembered everything and kissed her cheek as they stood before the fire. He had found plenty of hard times, but luck had struck at last, and this was the end of a great year. No, I couldn't seem to write letters. No use to complain about the worst, and I wanted you to tell you the best when I got here. And he told it while she cooked the supper. He was afraid she, he would cry himself, and he found out how bad things had been for Mother Rob, and they sat down to supper together just as they used to do when he was a homeless orphan boy who nobody else wanted in the winter weather while he was crippled and couldn't work. She couldn't be kinder now than she was then, but she looked so poor and old. He saw her taste her cup of tea and set it down again with her trembling little hands and then look at him. No, I wanted to come myself, he blustered, wiping his eyes and trying not to cry and laugh. But you're going to have everything you need to make your make you comfortable your life's long, Miss Mother Rob. He looked, she looked at him again and nodded, and he didn't even try to speak. There was a good hot supper ready, and a happy guest had come. It was the night before Thanksgiving, and Mary Ann Rob was truly thankful. Happy Thanksgiving, all. Hope you enjoyed our story. If you have, please rate and review the podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Please run on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com, search about Church Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend, and give it a look over. There are Patreon-exclusive episodes, along with early commercial-free episodes that are released weeks ahead of time. You can also support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can... Go over to Facebook group, Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend podcast, where we can discuss anything you want to talk about. I'll be back soon with another Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. Happy holidays to you and yours.